podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Can we not just take it for an eight-rounder? He would have won the fight. No problem at all. It's not professional boxing what is drawing people in. It's something else. It's probably the best question you could have asked. Okay, so I don't think Tommy Fury, no. It was the best fight of the card. Cruiserweight. Does it annoy you to get under your skin? Let's get on with it. I'm George. He's Deck. Hello. It's the George Groves Boxing Club. Big week, Deck. Big week. We mentioned last week that it'd be a two-pod week. Yeah, I like but it. But it's actually... It's a thrapple week. No, it's not. It's a thrapple of uh, three pod week. Of pod, yes, a three pod week. Oh, hey, that's a first. It was a, it was a night of full drama. There was at the weekend, which we, we thought we'd we review, and also with there's someone in today who you watched it, so he could join in. And what you're saying? Review. You're saying there might be someone, uh, someone from the YouTube boxing world, to talk about it with us. Yes, is that what you're suggesting. Well, it's, it, I wouldn't just say someone. I'd say the what? the YouTube world. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. two are fucking weird. <laughs> Oh, he started it yeah. years ago yeah. with a weird chat. Yeah. I haven't oh, seen the him. fight. Yeah. yeah. George hasn't seen the fight. What fight are we talking about? We're talking about professional boxer Tommy Fury, uh, who takes on Jake Paul. YouTube George is angling for a fight with him. Sensational, well. yeah. And who have we got as our special guest? We got none other than another alias, Coogan Cassius. Yeah. Of um, iFilm TV. IFL TV. iFilm London. Say, what is it? He's old school. He's is old, old school. school? Yeah. Yeah. iFilm London. IFL like, TV. Oh, you are old school. Do, do you know yeah. what it is like? You remember it was um, LBC. It was. London's biggest conversation. Now yeah. it's leading Britain's conversation. Oh. That's like you, mate. And yeah. You outgrew London real quick. What's mental to think is iFilm London, when it was called iFilm London, Tommy Fury was probably about 10. 13 years on, he's 23 years old, which I found surprising. But anyway, he's in this big fight. It's an eight-round fight, let's not forget. Professional boxing contest, eight threes, but it was probably most high-profile eight-rounder in history. George didn't watch it. I couldn't work out what time they were ring-walking, but um, I did follow a bit of the action on Twitter. I like that sometimes, getting the Twitter updates. So old school, yes. Yeah. If you'd been on Twitter last night, you would have seen or read that the eight-round fight went the distance. All the bluster and the build-up about... Tommy Fury don't win. He's going to left, get left out there. He's going to get disowned. Goes the distance. He wins a split decision. Climbed off the floor. Climbed to off do the it canvas well. in the in the eighth from a jab. A legit knockdown. I fought Coogan mm. briefly. All right, we'll get on to that. But he's, he gets dropped. Gets back up. It's ruled a knockdown. They both get a point taken off for two different things during the fight. Goes the distance. He wins a split decision fight. So the big fight, and they all hug and they're all happy and and friendly afterwards. Well, I'll be honest with you. For eight rounds. I don't know what people are expecting. I even saw someone on the way up here. They were like, what the fuck was that? Can we swear on it, by the way? Yeah, please do. Okay. What the fuck was that? I said, mate, what were you expecting? Because I actually thought after the first cagey round, which was always going to be the case, rounds two to eight, I thought it was relatively entertaining. It had a little bit of drama in it with the, as Dex said, the knockdown in the last round. I thought it was a decent fight. And everyone's saying, oh, shows the level they're at. Well, Show me another eight-rounder that was on yeah. par in terms of any kind of, not interest, obviously. We know that's a different subject, but I thought as far as an eight-round fight goes, I don't know what people were expecting because I thought it was it was okay. Me and Cougar spoke off air, and um, one thing we kept both agreed on is we've seen a lot worse. They had a boxing match. The first round was cage. I thought it was going to be a hug fest. I thought it was going to be eight rounds of hugging and not being able to set anything up, not being able to find any distance. After the first round, it kind of turned into more of a normal fight. And I thought, personally watching it, although it was a split, I thought it was light work for Tommy Fury. So Tommy Fury, unbeaten professional, but brother to um, 
Tyson Fury, who's mm-hmm. ABA champion, professional heavyweight world champion. How does Tommy compare to not necessarily a novice pro or an eight round or eight rounder fight? Does he fight with an amateurish style, like a raw amateurish style? I didn't think so. No, but I think so he's much more I think his style, you can tell that he's not gone through that process. Yes. He had a, he had a handful are, of amateur bouts, didn't he? But, he did, yeah. but you can tell that he hasn't gone through the conventional 100%. route of a lot of boxers. But there are a lot of boxers also that haven't gone that kind of traditional amateur route with ABAs, etc., and kind of all these various amateur tournaments, etc. There are boxers like that. But with Tommy Fury, I think we know kind of limited amateur experience, limited professional experience, eight fights. Jake Paul was being touted as his biggest test after eight fights. Now, you look at anyone who's had eight fights around that weight category, tell me someone who they fought within that eight fights that you can look at and go, oh, actually doesn't usually happen. So what were we actually judging it on, like in terms of Tommy Fury? Yeah, that was the hard thing with Tommy Fury. No one really knew what if he was any good or how good he was because limited amateur experience and he has only had eight fights and all of them are without going through his record. But, you know, there's a lot of journeymen in there, obviously, and, you know, he's done the, those early steps like anyone would. And I think it was fair enough to say it is the biggest test because of the hype around it and the pressure on him and the, the occasion, but maybe not the opposition. But we're going to have Isaac Chamberlain this week He's cruiserweight in Britain, maybe fighting for the British title soon. Tommy Fury would not stand a chance with Isaac Chamberlain if they boxed next weekend. For me, not a chance. But that's not to say he's no good. It's just to say right now, he's not at British title level, obviously. So that's But Isaac way. Chamberlain has been in with... Of course, yeah. ...high opposition at domestic level. 100%. Right. Tommy yeah. Fury hasn't. Yet. No, no. So if he <laughs> and he's a, 23 as And well. he's 23 as well. Yeah. Can I ask you a question? If Tommy Fury hadn't gone down this route of... Jake Paul, et cetera, et cetera, and hadn't been on Love Island and he's going down the conventional route of how he would get to eight fights. Would he be fighting a Luke Watkins, for example, who's fighting Jordan Absolutely Thompson? Absolutely not. He wouldn't be fighting him yet. Maybe after like 11, 12, he'd be fighting him. But the fact is, because he was in a high profile fight, we are comparing him to the likes of, you mentioned Isaac Chamberlain there, would mm. he beat him, Luke Watkins, et cetera. But you've really got to judge him on who he's fought. Completely. I'm not saying he should be beating Isaac Chamberlain at this point. I'm just saying that we're trying to just gauge where he's at and Jake Paul's not a good gauge of that because of his background and whatever so we're trying to say how good is Tommy and then therefore how, where is Jake oh Jake's someone who's saying he wants to win a world title one day and etc etc and on that basis I thought Tommy Fury was a much more polished boxer and if he just stuck to his jab he would have won the fight no problem at all does he now just always stay in that field or does he ever try and climb back into sort of the professional rankings as such does he want to build towards a British title or does he now nah, just have these gimmick fights because gives him massive profile definitely better money and just suits that rhetoric it's probably the best question you could have asked because no one fucking knows this this is a dilemma for his team and for him as well because if he goes down the conventional route of trying to even go through kind of the area titles to the British European etc he's going to get paid a certain amount of money still decent money because of his name he will get that if he goes down the other route and looks for people like KSI a Jake Paul rematch or whatever the figures you're talking here are ridiculous in between the comparison so he's got to look at where he is and what he wants to do because when he turned pro I remember when he turned pro 
I knew Tommy Fury when he was 15 years old. Right? He's in the background of the when Fury beat Klitschko, isn't he? Yeah, but kid. also I went to the gym in Bolton that Peter Fury had there and that's the first time I met him. This was like when he was 15, so eight years ago. And he looked like, I put a video on the other day, and he looks like his shape for a 15-year-old is the sort of shape that probably none of us were in. Maybe you, George, because you're the athlete here. From that point onwards, he's always been primed to turn professional because of his name, etc., and that's the way he was going. But what he does from now, is very important. I personally think the lure of the money, which is a big factor, so I think he goes the route of looking for, at least for the next 12 months, KSI is a big fight now between him and Tommy Fury because KSI and Jake Paul was talked about, now he's beat him, KSI should be really even looking for Tommy Fury now to make that fight, or this rematch. But I think that's the route he'll go down for the immediate 12 months. Long term, who knows? Does KSI beat him? KSI don't beat Tommy Fury, no. I've only seen KSI do shadow boxing. His shadow boxing was reminding me of amateur shadow boxing. I think Jake Paul beats KSI from what I've seen of the two, and mm. Tommy Fury beats him. I think Tommy Fury is another level, and I think you're right, Coogan, is that you look at risk-reward of it, it's like, look how much money I can make from this fight. When you're 9-0 as a pro and you're trying to work towards an area title, maybe English, maybe British, like anyone else, like, like the hundreds of pros in the country that are doing now, you've got a campaign, you've got a box regular, and in the world that he's in now, you can't box that regular because you have to market, you have to get it on pay-per-view, you have to build it, just like a Mayweather, two, three times a, a year. You can't box two times a year and try and develop as a pro and then climb the ladder. You're boxing every sort of couple of months, aren't you? Like you were when, you know, how many times are you boxing first first sort of couple of years as a mid-20s? So Jake Paul took out a professional boxing license for this because Tommy Fury is a professional boxer and yeah. probably is not allowed to take part in exhibitions. Would he have to keep his boxing license and, and therefore, if he's looking for them sort of fights, will he be encouraging KSI to take out a professional boxing license or does he hand it in? Look at when KSI fought Logan Paul back in November of 2019. That was a professional bay in America. Now, that fight probably wouldn't have been licensed here in the UK. There are avenues where they can be licensed as professionals outside of the UK, et cetera, et cetera. But it's a good point. Like KSI's fights he's having at the moment on the Misfits cards with DAZN, they're not professional bouts. So his last two fights he's had that have been that way inclined. Last night was different. But I think KSI is like a fit, healthy young person that I would assume if he went for a license with the board which is going to be strenuous, but I'm assuming that he would pass that here in this country. But that's in, in this country, mm. do you know what I mean? If he wanted to fight in America or Saudi, et cetera, et cetera, it doesn't limit him just to be licensed by our governing like body no. here. I think you're right, though, George. He has to, Tommy has to make a decision or will make a decision about what he thinks he is and what he wishes to become. He just had his first child. Like we say, he's very young. Also, if you just earned a fortune, it's hard to then go and box for 100 grand. 200 grand is it, is it all downhill from, from here I'm not sure if it's downhill no, it's not just his life might like be different this, yeah it's, I, this is a huge, a huge event yeah. and, and also I think like for instance you'll remind me I think he, his name's Hugh there's another Fury Young King Fury remember him yeah yeah. and he's still on the scene now yeah. I think he boxed a couple of times a professional didn't go on Love Island didn't do anything you would, would have seen him on the in the background with, with Shane and the other Furies but he kind of tried it as a pro 
and it was like it's not really for me and I wonder if Tommy hadn't gone on Love Island doesn't look the way he does and then didn't go into this this route towards Jake Paul which you had something to do with the genesis of Jake Paul Tommy Fury maybe Tommy Fury goes actually it's not for me and done something else with his life but he's kind of gone that way and the skills that he's got at this moment earn him a lot of money even though he's not maybe doesn't beat Luke Watkins but for where he's at he makes a lot of money in big fights yeah I think he comes when he come out of Love Island I think that was the biggest crossroads for him yeah, because he thinks to himself obviously he's got he's had a couple of professional he turned pro by then hasn't he yeah, he, yeah I think he was like 2-0 oh, right okay so he goes into Love Island maybe. could kind of listen obviously with his partner Molly May they could have gone that route and kind of done influencer stuff and however they do it in order to make money etc but I think with him he was it was always instilled that he wanted to kind of continue his boxing career which he did but that's been like two or three years now mm. so he's not really been that active as a pro now is another crossroads for him about what he wants to do say silly but if he doesn't go the route of trying to earn the most money he's only 23 remember but we don't know how long a, no. a boxer's career lasts at do you know what I mean? From that level onwards, but well, how long does an influencer's career last? We don't know, do we? Because yeah. how do we know that? There's a lot of influencers who take up boxing these days because it, it's supplementary of the of the influencing, isn't it? As such, mm. as the right way. But it's to, good to for say. it's good for Tommy because he already does it. Yeah. He's not so, a standing start like Jake Paul or KSI mm. or Logan Paul. He already does but it. Tommy Fury's not an influencer boxing, now, is he? He's like he's in that world, but yeah. he's not, is he? No, he he was sucked into it by various things so and is he an influencer or is he a pro boxer I think, in your opinion what would you say he was more of I still see him as a pro boxer I see him as a boxer I see him as a boxer but I think that he might go that way and I would not begrudge him that or well, blame uh, him I've never watched Love Island but I know it's huge a lot of people shy away from that because they don't want to be tarnished with that brush but really the truth is that you can then use that in any other avenue you go down isn't it if you want to become an entrepreneur you know or uh, yeah but he never went into that Love Island going this might make me an influencer boxer because then I might end up boxing no, these YouTubers because no. it wasn't on the table he would have gone this is going to help my profile which it did because he came out signed with Frank Warren and maybe he was already signed but it gave him this big boost but this whole thing has been like a snowball and it's kind of come out of nowhere no one would have predicted it so that's why I wonder what he might do now what about Jake Paul well I think he'll take the rematch wouldn't he because this so-called bubble is perceived to have been burst, I think the only option Jake Paul has next immediately is to push for that rematch and see if he can kind of better his performance. Mm. Whether he's that's good enough to beat Tommy Fury, we don't know. But I think for Jake Paul, he has to, in his head, probably mentally more so, deal with that situation. I'm not comparing it to Eubank Smith, but I do think for Chris Eubank, and I'm going to compare that situation where I do think that Chris Eubank has to rematch Liam Smith in order to kind of get his career going again same Jake Paul needs to rematch him mm. but if he loses that rematch yeah then he's struggling then, then he's he probably does. struggling yeah do you think Jake Paul believed his own hype then he's a realistic guy and I've interviewed him before he's very fucking clever he's very clever and, very clever. and also he knows he says a lot of this shit and I remember I interviewed him and he was like I make this noise because otherwise nobody's going to care about me so some of the stuff he shouts about Canelo and that I think is tongue in cheek a lot of the time but if, it, but, but if he if he goes back and watches it, split decision aside, dropping him with a jab mm. where he might have slipped aside and thinks, I'm not going to beat him. 
I'll just fight a retired yeah, MMA or KSI. fighter or I'll fight KSI. Would that not be a better route for him no, because he keeps the dream alive? Plus, mm, he's a personality, he's an influencer, so no, he'll be, he no. might be a wrestler next week or he <laughs> might be a rock star the following week. He can do... They fight Logan. I think in a rematch, Tommy Fury beats him handily because also that whole, he must have been, the pressure he was under was insane. Now he ain't got it. Now we go in, okay, yeah, I can win this fight. Yeah, he doesn't hurt me. He hasn't got this how it's a right hand that no one can live with it's like oh it's just like a normal bloke right that part I didn't get mm. because we know he can punch and the reason I take notice of that he can punch is because I spoke to people like Coley who have sparred Jake Paul I spoke to BJ Flores and they said he can bang that's what I'm going from not from what he's done with Tyrone Woodley or whoever Anison Gibb and the basketball player uh, what's his name Nate Robinson, Nate Robinson Ben right. Askren as well not I'm not Ben Askren I'm not going from what he's done to them I'm going from what professional people have actually said to me do you know what he can punch mm. Are we allowed to refer to him or is it right to refer to Jake Paul as a puncher? Jake Paul loses his back leg when he throws that right hand. So, And BJ Flores, as much as we like him, we're going to get him on the show soon. He might skewiff the truth. It is a question for you, George, then, because Carl Frotch, your mate, friend of the show. Yeah, he's award fuming. Winner. But I don't know if he's putting that on, but this whole, oh, I fucking hate Jake Paul because he's done this. And, you know, people, and you know, professional <laughs> boxers might go annoyed by this because, you know, he's barely after anything. And look now, look at the state of boxing. We've got these novices. We've got one person who's eight and one person who never boxed boxer and look at the shine they've got does it annoy you does it get under your skin once you retire from boxing you end up floating towards that sort of side of exhibition <laughs> fake boxing anyway yeah, yeah. I mean Mayweather's in town this week Frotch has, Frotch has had a list he's like it could be Mayweather could be Jake Paul he doesn't know which Chris Packett to go to for the grand opening <laughs> so we've had the Sowland brothers in here talking to us passionately about their roots in boxing how they love boxing through and through and then you go what do you make of this YouTube boxing and then they sort of straighten up in the chair and it goes well, you know, if it does great business. And Was that on a par fight. with Misfits for you? No. I haven't seen no. Misfits. No. I, I'm, no, I'm, I'm talk, sorry. I'm talking... I like the Misfits things. I think it's yeah. in its, it's league, of, product, yeah. league of its own. Yeah. Uh, or it's in its own thing, right? So that's fine. It's, it's not professional boxing what is drawing people in. It's something else. George, Do you know what I mean? It's celebrity boxing. George, George... Why is it? Because Tommy Fury's been on Love Island. Yeah. That's the only reason why you're classing it away from an actual boxing fight. No, no, no. I'll say it's, it's more in the domain of celebrity boxing than professional boxing because the reason we're all watching it is because they're celebrities, not for the boxing. But if you look outside of that and look at two fighters who actually, what's Jake Paul, 6-0? and Yeah. If you looked at that without Love Island and whatever, then again, this is a bit of a flawed question as well. But if you look at that from that perspective, why is it YouTube boxing? Because he was on YouTube, so it must be YouTube boxing. Because he was on Love Island, it must be this. Can we not just take it for an eight-rounder? If I said to you, right, we got an unbeaten eight-bouter against an unbeaten six-bouter, who knows how far these two are going to go? Let's watch it. If you watched it, would the quality of boxing be up to what you would expect as, say, two prospects? What, like professional prospects who have gone? Yeah, two professional, because now we're talking about this is not YouTube boxing, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not celebrity well, boxing, this is professional boxing. Take out, it, what it might said not before, be... Is Jake Paul, so that's Jake Paul, I think that was seven, his seventh fight he's ever had because he never had an amateur career. Yeah. So that's seventh Tommy fight. Fury's ninth fight. He's better than many, if you go into an amateur club now, you see a seven-bouter which is what he is, he will be much better than many of the seven bouters because he trains like a pro, he's fit and healthy. I'm talking about 7-0 pros though. Yeah, but 7-0 pros. Whether they had an amateur career 
that's not. Yeah, how, he's, how he's miles off. He's, mile, he's miles off the seven and zero pro, like Tommy Fury. But, but, but the discussion with Kugan was pro boxing. That's the problem, isn't it? When that's was the last eight rounder that you remembered? My point is, as far as eight rounders go, I didn't think it was bad. No. I think if you were watching it and generally didn't know who the fuck they were. Like, you didn't know he was on Love Island, didn't know that he, Jake Paul was Jake Paul. If you watched it, I don't think you'd think it was out of place. I'll tell you what is better than a 12 and 0 pro against a 2 and 77 Latvian. That we see a lot of them. I'll watch it and then I'll come back next Please week. Do. And the, f- the first thing I'll say, will they get out the Northwest Divs, the ABAs? Let's move on because there was a proper fight, a major fight on the undercard and your mate, Badu Jack, he is now a proper two-weight two and three-weight with the regular title. Well, he's throwing. got a win over me, so we call him a three-weight world, seven champion. world yeah. champion. He beat um, uh, Junior Makabu, Lunga Makabu, for the WBC cruiserweight championship mm, at whatever age he is. 39. 39 years old, Badu Jack. Not many people knew about him when I boxed him back in 2015 for the WBC Super Middleweight title. Since then, he had a dust up with James Agal, unlucky to get the decision there to draw. Almost had him out there. Another round to go, might have got rid of him. Beat Nathan Cleverly, I think he stopped Cleverly, up at light heavyweight. And now, all the way up at cruiserweight. Like, I remember first hearing about Badu Jack, obviously he was at the Olympics maybe, with yeah. Sweden. But he was supposed to fight James Agal way back in the day and then he got chinned by Derek Edwards in a remember that but yes. in a minute yeah. in a minute and he come yeah. back from that early on in his career to do what he has now amazing You, I know you know Badu Jack a lot we used to cover him a lot in, in Vegas he was always around the Mayweather fights he's a hero of ours a proper hero yeah do you know what we were talking about John Ryder earlier mm. and how John Ryder is quite reserved in his kind of over his career in the pursuit has never really had a rivalry with anyone I think the, the fight with um, Callum Smith that fight there calls a lot of attention but kind of pre-build up Badu Jack's one of those people that you're never going to hear him kind of bad mouthing anyone you'd think if he'd kind of opened his mouth and been a little bit more vocal he probably would have earned himself a lot more money he's been in high profile fights but I think that Badu Jack is very underrated for a start I don't think people quite grasp not what he's just done you mentioned him being two stroke three weight world champion but I think Badu Jack has been one of them kind of unsung heroes of, of world boxing goes about does his business been in high profile fights yeah I think um rolling back the years I think mm-hmm. last night it was it was the best fight of the card Makabu who knew Lisa life after uh, Goodison Park all in many years ago I think it's probably time for Makabu now I think yeah. really whether he fights on again we don't know but uh, he, he, but he was okay in, in patches but Jack just always caught, sort of in control dropped him a couple of times sort of, sort of handled him a bit didn't he so um, WBC no was it WBC yeah, yeah. yeah they were giving out the scores yeah after for this four, one so, so you knew what the scores were because they, the they, they, know, they don't yeah. always do that do they mm. so the corner know how the fight's going yeah would you have preferred that nah not really no. I don't, <laughs> as a spectator you don't really want to know I think it changes the course of the fight yeah you might be like all oh, this is could go either way and it turns out no, I agree with that. someone's mm. getting one-sided and then all they've got to do is get on their bike for the last three rounds and you miss out on three yeah, rounds but that's of the like fight. any sport though isn't it if you're two nil up you can go okay we'll shut yeah, up but we never know you're two nil up but yeah. boxing you don't that's, no. No, yeah, but that's you know what it normally is it's like say you get to eight rounds 
and you're losing a fight and it's like someone says oh so and so on the punditry team has got yeah. you down <laughs> that could mean absolutely nothing yeah. do you know what I mean you go, but oh, shit. When, when it's the cards of the actual judges it's like completely different it actually probably changes the course of the fight mm, with how the fighters are going into each round can we just close this bit about Badu Jack just by officially starting the campaign for Badu Jack to defend that world title against Chris Billum Smith in Bournemouth this summer but we're not starting it. Chris has started it. Yeah, last he started night. it last night. But I that, think were, everyone was eyeing up Badu Jack because he's probably not a fully fledged cruiserweight. Yeah. Probably think I'll have a bit of that. Chris only 39. wants to fight him because to get revenge for you, mate. Yeah, I sweet at that. Yeah, really. <laughs> I do want Chris to win a world title. Badu Jack's not one of them guys who I, I seek the revenge from. As you say, he's a lovely guy. <laughs> if there's anyone else, like yeah, all the other ones. If he could call out Frotch and Chin Frotch, then I'll be up for that. How, but, mu- how much money has Shalom got to pay Badu Jack to come to Bournemouth? It's going to be a lot. It's going to be a few quid. It's going to be a lot. But maybe he's got it. They might go to Saudi. But let's just get Badu to uh, to Badu to Bournemouth. <laughs> Badu to Bournemouth. <laughs> but yeah, absolutely, honestly, an unsung hero of world boxing over the years. He's been yeah. brilliant. Goes about his business, doesn't fuck about, and just yeah, he's yeah should have his place in boxing. I mean, he will once he goes to Bournemouth. That, I think that we should um, we could wrap it up there. George. Yeah, we'll wrap it there. Um, because I got a question for you though. Actually, last one. How would you become an elite club member? Yeah, Coogan, you do it for us, right? What does it mean? Tell us how we got to become an elite club member. So if you want to become an elite club member, Coogan, what have we got to do? If you want to become an elite club member, make sure you hit the follow button in your podcast app. Yeah. You can reach us at GG Boxing Club on Instagram, Twitter and TikTok. If you're listening on Spotify, check out our playlist, The Ringwalk. You can also listen to us. Yeah. Ad-free on Amazon. You Music. can. Yes. And we are back Wednesday and Friday oh, this back, week. We're back twice Who this week. With Deck? Well, with this week on Wednesday, our regular program is with the one and only Isaac Chamberlain. Love it. AKA the Chamberlain. Can you do it as a hamster? Excuse me? <laughs> can you just do it as a hamster? What? The, what, the voice. Hamster voice. Yeah. I haven't got a hamster voice. We can do the link as a hamster. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and also, we're back Friday because we've got a Q&A with you. Ooh. Yeah. Nice one. We'll see you twice more this week. Yes. See you Hopefully, they come back. See you, mate. And see you, Coogan. See you later, Coogan. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you. Podcast Network.